All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Live in Conversation. My microphone is fixed. It's working again. Thank you. It's finally working. I'm just so glad it actually works now and I'm able to record again. Um, So let's get right into it. Um, This is my second time recording, obviously, um, because my phone decided to cut out on me for some reason because I was trying to open Twitter um, to, you know, talk about the first topic. So the first topic is going to be Alex Cho. Now, some of you may know him. He recently announced, um, about a month ago that he was running for governor. Um, and, you know, Alex Cho, no political experience, um, in, in the terms of, you know, never holding political office in an actual political office. He is, I believe, ran a campaign before, um, but he has never, you know, he's never held political office. So Alex Cho, when he first ran, you know, in my opinion, I'm like, you know, the more the merrier. I personally think there should be several candidates. That's just my opinion. You know, if I lose, I lose. If I win, I win. You know, I don't get salty when more and more people join to compete. You know, I see that as a challenge and I see that as an obstacle that I have to naturally overcome, you know, and if I can't overcome that, you know, then that's what the voters decide. I don't get pissy about that sort of stuff. So you might imagine that, you know, with my incredible respect to every single candidate who I am running against, it's it's a little bit um, disrespectful and just rude when a candidate decides to attack your character for no reason, just because you pointed them out on a lie. Um, and that is Alex Cho in this case. So anyone on my Twitter might already know this, but I kind of got into a back and forth with Alex Cho on Twitter, and I want to go through it on here and explain the context behind the situation, just to further elaborate on it if, you know, what was posted didn't reveal that already. So in a post that Alex Cho made, he at, I I cannot pronounce his name, Human, Human Hamadi. I'm so sorry if I butchered, if I butchered that name. I believe he's a doctor in California, um, and he has called for political reforms several times. You know, some I agree with, most I don't. Um, but yeah, so he quote tweets this doctor and says, "Look," and then has the mention to the doctor's at. Gavin Newsom only has two more years left. I'm going to be blunt. I'm likely to secure the nomination and beat the other candidates in the governor primaries and and within the field in California as a Democrat. Hold on. I support rebalancing the state budget. I don't plan on reducing taxes because I can't make that promise given the runaway deficit spending. However, I plan on devising a strategy for economic development in the state of California where we'll rebuild our industrial base and expand the amount of energy production Yada, yada, yada. You get the point. He goes on for several paragraphs. He writes a whole essay, whatever, right? That's fantastic. I want to bring to attention something he said in the introduction paragraph, which which says he's likely to secure the nomination and beat the other candidates, which implies that he is assuming he is first place in the polls. By the way, there is only one set of actual polls that are currently available. I'm not saying that those will ever forever be the only polls, and I'm not saying that, you know those will forever be the only polls and those are the only ones we can trust. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that that is the only polls out at the moment. They have been going since, I believe, what, May of 2023 they've been going. Um, and it was a 1v1 at that time when it started, Betty Yee versus Kunalakis. And then, you know, I joined, held number one position ever since September. Um, and I believe we've actually dipped into second place briefly um, 
I believe yesterday or the day before, but I, my number was not reported, I believe. Um, I didn't see a number of my own, so I have no way to necessarily verify that um, from what I know. But the point is that I've pretty much stayed within, if we're being, you know, critical and we're just assuming that, you know, for some reason I did bump into second place, which I'm not even sure of myself at the moment. You know, even then, I have been in the top two since September, since even before September, I believe since midway through August, I was technically in second place. But what I find interesting is not only is he not in first place on those polls, he does not even appear on those polls, the only polls that are available, right? So you might find it a bit weird when, you know, a fellow candidate lies in an attempt to make himself seem like a viable option, which, you know, it sounds similar to Donald Trump in my eyes. I mean, he lied a lot to get to the place that he got to in terms of the political realm. And we're seeing a similar behavior coming from Alex Cho, in my opinion, because, you know, you're lying to people who are voters. You're lying to just people in general online, trying to make yourself seem like you're the top candidate and that everyone knows your name and everyone adores your campaign. And, you know, that's just simply not the case. You know, there's no evidence, there's no statistics, there's no data that backs up your claim. When, in reality, the only data available at the moment shows that I am in first place. And I I find that hilarious because how are you going to claim that, you know, you're in first place when you don't even appear on the only set of polls available? And not only that, I can understand, you know, Sometimes appearing on polls can be a bit biased. Sometimes, you know, certain corporations or certain polling groups might exclude candidates. But the the polling group that is currently polling, which is called I Side With, has proven to be non-biased and reliable. Any candidate can sign up themselves. They have complete control over their candidate account. They can host Q&As. They can do all sorts of stuff. And they are not censored simply based off of, you know, oh, I don't like this person. You know, that's not how it works. And that's a very good thing. That shows that the system is reliably unbiased. Yet, when I bring this up, after I saw this post, I went into his replies on it and said, quote, likely to be everyone in the primaries, yet you have zero polling coverage on any existing polls in which I have remained leading candidate in the primaries since September and have not lost it since. Again, this was a couple of days ago. I believe I have since dipped technically into second place, although I am not sure. Then I say, how are you, quote unquote, most likely to beat everyone in our primary? Then Alex Cho replies, Tony, nobody's polling for 2026. But if a poll were conducted, you wouldn't be noticed by any of the political organizations that conduct polls. Big pause right there. So, you know, this is insane because... This is this here is a candidate now claiming that I wouldn't be recognized by any sort of polling group, yet I have remained the first place candidate sub- since September. It is now January at the time of this, of course. How am I not going to be recognized? How am I not going to be recognized by a polling company? Come on now. Be realistic. If anything, you're the one not being recognized. I, I didn't hear about your campaign until you came up based it on based on personalized you know, data, obviously, which, you know, for you feeds and stuff you use on Twitter. Um, then I said, I side with says otherwise. Maybe do your bare minimum research, parentheses, 10 plus seconds on Google as a gubernatorial candidate before 
S-H-I-T talking, everyone else contending. This isn't just about myself. This is about every single person in the primary. We are all candidates as well. And that's a fact. You know, I'm not just pissed off for myself at the end of the day. I know it might seem like that. But at the end of the day, I'm not even just arguing for myself. I'm arguing for every other candidate who has fought to maintain on those polls. And we have Alex Cho basically ignoring those polls, insulting myself for no other reason other than to try to prove his point correct, which is ridiculous. And then, you know, denies actual statistics that are available at the moment. Then he sends me an essay, which, you know, I still have yet to read because I don't read long essays and temper tantrums and Twitter fingers. I don't do that. You know, what I focus on more and what I care about more is actually sitting down, making plans and writing legislation for Californians rather than having Twitter fingers on Twitter for, you know, six hours a day straight. You know, I don't I have I have better things to do. Um, I have actual plans to achieve. I have goals to accomplish and I have milestones to meet. And at the end of the day, I'm not going to let some person with Twitter fingers interrupt that. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to let it happen. The the behavior in this instance exhibited from Mr. Cho is honestly disturbing and frightening, not even just for myself, but for the 40 million Californians who are going to be voting their next governor in. And, you know, I I find it ridiculous that, you know, you're running for governor, calling me an illegitimate candidate, calling the polls that are currently the only ones available illegitimate without even doing your own research on the matter simply because you want to believe that you're the best and you want to act, you want to you know feed your ego. You know, that's fine. You can feed your ego all you want, but it's not going to it's not going to discourage me. It's not going to let me down and it's not going to slow me down. Any 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 at all. And you know, if that was Mr. Cho's intention, you know, you failed. And nothing's going to make me break because at the end of the day I'm not doing this for myself. You might, you might not. I'm not going to say you are and I'm not going to say you're not either. But At the end of the day, I know what I'm in it for, and I'm not in it for myself. I'm in it for everybody else. The campaign slogan for my campaign, this fight is about all of us. And that is a fact. That is a statement, and that is a promise. That this fight will never just be for me and securing a paycheck and a job position. You know, that's not what this is going to be. What this is for is for everyone who lives in California and is misrepresented by the current administration. Which, by the way... Alex Cho sucks up to very frequently, including the Biden administration, which has gotten us into this mess in the first place. He goes on this long rant, you know, whatever, knowing that he basically says, knowing I actually have a political campaign and campaign workers at this stage of the race must intimidate you. Alex, I'm not intimidated. I'm honestly laughing. You're giving me free entertainment at this point. You know, I had a week and a half to plan this campaign no joke, I had a week and a half, and I'm doing better than you are right now. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's funny how someone who has zero political experience at all, and only previously running for mayor, which I, you know, ended up dropping out to in order to run for governor, and only having a week and a half to translate a campaign for mayor into a campaign for governor, I would say I'm doing way better than you are. And no, again... You will never be able to intimidate me. I am not to be intimidated. I cannot be intimidated because I know what is right. What is right 
is making actual change, not enforcing Bidenomics and Biden-like policies, which will have catastrophic results. So, yeah. Then he says, not to mention you're contending against a self-made multimillionaire in his 30s with a workforce out of Los Angeles and multiple celebrity endorsements, which is why you're kicking and screaming at my door. This is the first time I'm reading this, and it's just making me laugh, man. I, this is the first time I've read the whole thing. Um, first of all, I don't give a crap how many millions you have. I don't care how old you are. I don't care what you look like. I don't care what you're, I don't care about you in general. I don't care about what you've accomplished and what you have not accomplished, you know? If you've done good things in your life, good for you, you know, kumbaya. We can all, you know, celebrate that, I guess. But what you're not going to do is come at me and try to make me seem like I'm some, like, random peasant out of the bushes, you know? Because, you know, you can flaunt your millions all you want and your entrepreneurship and your bare minimum experience in politics. You could flaunt that at me all you want, but at the end of the day, it's not going to, I'm not going to budge. I'm not going to move. I'm not going to cancel a campaign. I'm not going to drop out of the race. None of that's going to happen. And I know you're going to wish that's going to happen so that you have less competition because you are competitive by heart. You know, at the end of the day, for me, I'm not competitive by heart in terms of, you know, self-game. What I'm in it for is for everyone else. That's what drives my, my competitive factor. And that means that, you know, my competitive factor isn't toxic like yours. And, you know, just because you're toxic when you're competitive doesn't mean, you know, you have to be all pissy about it. Then he says, you think you're the counter-establishment or the new guy with an axe to grind. Unfortunately, it comes down to raw numbers. I only declared that I'd run for politics period three weeks ago. Keep in mind, I've been in financial media for eight years. Congratulations, pal. You want a cookie? (laughs) <laughs> like, I, I can't make this up, man. This is this is comedy gold. Someone needs to sign him on to a Netflix stand-up. Honestly, man, this, this is hilarious. Then he says, superheroes wear multiple uniforms <laughs> or change a lot like Peter Parker. You could say I'm the news, businessman, politician, or even a media figure. You could om- only imagine how far behind you really are, Ryan. First of all, who the hell's Ryan? <laughs> You're talking to the whole wrong person. Then he says, I'm one of the analysts that criticize Apple and Google's quarterly earnings calls on the largest crowdfunded news platform. Crowns, uh, my bad. On the largest crowdsourced news platform for a really long time. If you don't know me, don't know where I come from or how impactful I am, it's because you're ignorant. Again, by saying that just because I don't know you means I'm ignorant means that you're the ignorant one. You're the one who has a massive ego that needs to be continuously fed and ultimately, someone who with, with such a large ego that needs to be fed by self-love from everyone else should never hold political office because that is called being an egomaniac. That is egotistical and that is psychotic behavior to think that it is normal to call people ignorant because they don't know who you are is egotistical. It is wrong and it is not conduct or behavior that should be exhibited from a gubernatorial candidate. Period. There is no exception. Then he says, what impact have you ever had leading up to politics? Because to me, you're a random internet troll. I'm about to throw a bunch of Democratic U.S. senators out of office if I don't secure this governorship. Again, Sounds like Donald Trump to me. I mean, I don't know. Then he said, so you will respect me or you will see this Democratic Party crumble. Says the person claiming to be about pro-democracy. 
you know, he's threatening to dismantle democracy if he loses. Yeah, me being ignorant is is not not the case, clearly. Um, then he said, hold on, I will put many under, and if you think otherwise, watch how many seats go when I don't see my numbers go up, period. Don't play games with me. You're a literal nobody and a nobody that has no business in politics. You don't have business in politics either, honey. You're a multimillionaire who lives in Los Angeles. I think you can support yourself without abusing 40 million citizens to pay your paycheck. I mean, I'm just saying that looking from the outside in. But me personally, I I don't see that as being my issue. I don't see that as being 40 million people's issue either. That, you know, you need your ego fulfilled, you need your ego fed, and you need your pockets filled with 40 million people's tax dollars. Especially when you want to act like this. This is childish behavior. This is far below the morals that a gubernatorial candidate should have. And if you think otherwise, I mean, you're pretty much on par with a Donald Trump supporter at that point. If you think that exhibiting rambles and rants over a simple call out saying, hey, this exists, this data and this amount of statistics exists And this is the only thing we have at the moment. So I'm going to work with all I have at the moment. When more statistics and data that is non-biased and conducted externally from any one campaign comes out, then I will trust that information. But what I'm not going to do is is trust information that does not exist. And what I'm also not going to do is trust information that is biased or conducted internally. Because being conducted internally is just another nicer, more polite and clean way to say biased. So then, let's go back to here. So then, I basically point out in a quote tweet, I wouldn't be noticed and then provide the reasons why I would easily be noticed. Then he's like, Tony, you're a nobody. I haven't heard for heard of a single thing you've done outside of some random poll nonsense. There's no polls for the 2026 governor race yet. Yet again, there is. You can check out isidewith.com to see those um, polls, which are updated on a daily basis and have been since May. Um, then I said, haven't heard from, haven't heard about you until I saw you randomly appear, which is true. One day I randomly just decided the Twitter feed decided to just show him on there. Then he's like, okay, what polls exist? No, seriously, does a shocked emoji. You're, you're talking about 2024, right? No, I'm talking about 2026. Do your research. It's called google.com. It's, it's, not, it's not rocket science. Um, then I'm like, I'm, I already provided my source. Then he's like, no reputable news or polling organization is offering data for the elections on 2026. And then I'm like, I never said that it was a news poll. I never said the news conducted this poll. And also, how are you to assume that this source is non-reputable when they have proven that their systems are non-biased. It doesn't make sense to me. Then he's like, this isn't CNN, Fox, or Politico, or MSNBC, or Bloomberg, or even a smaller satellite organization like 538 from ABC. The only source he just listed that would be truly non-biased, most likely, is 538. And even then, their stuff is wrong sometimes. <laughs> like... You're, you're ridiculous. Things, you're, not doing, you're not going to convince people that you're doing good in the polls when none of the major news organizations are actually polling for 2026. Yet again, 
you're trusting major news corporations and, you know, sucking up to Gavin Newsom and Joe Biden, who have gotten us into this position in the first place, and then also sucking up to corporate media, which has also gotten us into this mess in the first place by trying to make us afraid of the world around us instead of enlightening us and allowing us to think and come up with solutions to the problems that the establishment has gotten us into. You know, and when he says that, you know, I'm, I think I'm, the, I'm some sort of, you know, anti-establishment person, but I'm not. I know what I am. You don't. So, you know, you should probably do your research on me. You should probably do your research on how polling works before you come back to me. And then, just for a kicker, back to when he said, I have never heard of you until pretty much now, is what he implied. I go to my DMs. I gave this guy an invite to a debate that I was planning. And he responded and he was very cocky about his response and said, you know, I only do debates with people that can get access to a studio news set. And I'm like, well, you care more about you care more about a studio set being available to you and and you being pampered than you do about the well-being of 40 million people. I'm sorry, but I think it's a pretty obvious and, and universally correct statement to say that if you're more concerned about having access to a news studio set and being pampered by having a new studio set more than you can, you are caring or concerned about 40 million people, you should never be allowed to run or hold any sort of political office because you do not have the morals to do so. You do not have the brain to do so, and you do not have the mental capacity to do so either. If you are deciding to attack people for no reason, All I did was simply say, hey, this poll does exist, by the way. I'm not saying that it's, you know, the 100% definite result. You know, I'm not saying that, you know, I'm the greatest and you suck. You know, I'm not saying that. You're not even on the poll. Hell, I would have offered and I did offer my time to help you get onto the poll. And then you treat me with, you know, garbage attitude. And it's, it's, it's honestly disgusting, you know. 40 million people deserve way better than Alex Cho. They deserve better than uh, Kunalakis. They deserve better than Yi, Thurmond, and Perez. They deserve better than all of those options combined. And I'm here to say, I am that option. I don't have outbursts on people when I disagree with them. And I don't have outbursts on people when, you know, things aren't going the best that they can possibly be. I'm not a perfectionist. I never claim to be a perfectionist and I never will be a perfectionist. All I care about is getting the job done and not hiding behind political PR and massive corporations and and endorsements that I I can't even find when I try to Google them. You know, I can't even find these uh, so-called, you know, celebrity endorsements. And then when you also threaten to dismantle our democracy and government by saying that if I lose... I'm going to start getting people out of their seats. I'm going to start kicking Democrats out. I'm going to dismantle the Democratic Party if I lose. You're throwing a temper tantrum like a five-year-old. Like, look at you. Look at yourself. Take a look in the mirror and look at yourself. You're having an outburst on social media. As a a candidate for governor, you are having an outburst on social media typing literal essays just because you're pissed off because I pointed out the facts and the statistics that are currently available. I didn't say that these will forever be the only accurate ones. I never said that and I never claimed that. And I know for a fact that that is not true because as we get closer to 2026, obviously more polls will be available, more sources will originate. 
Some will be major news corporations. Some will be things like 538. Some things might be like YouGov, you know? Other sources will eventually release their polls. But for the time being, the only available poll is I side with, and I'm going to take that information that is available and apply that to how I run my campaign, to how I think of ideas, to how to gauge how I am doing, to see, you know, am I actually representing the, the, the values of Californians, specifically within the democratic field, but just in general as well? Am I properly doing, am I doing the right things? Am I calling for the right changes? Am I doing this? Am I doing that? What am I missing? What do I need to improve on? What do I need to add and remove? You know, I take constant amounts of time to critique myself and improve from that. It's called self-improvement. I practice self-improvement. You practice feeding your ego and having Twitter fingers. Like it's, it's insane how someone who is claiming to be more eligible than I am is, is trying to say that, you know, he's better than me in every way, shape and form by throwing a literal temper tantrum at me online. You know, it's hilarious. And, and, you know, I, a part of me really hopes I, I get to see Alex Cho on a debate stage at some point, whether it be, you know, if I ever host a, pro- a debate, you know, I might not even invite him due to his, you know, rude behavior. But if I ever see him on a debate stage, I think we, bo- we all know who's going to win that one, and it's not going to be Alex Cho. Um, simply put, I have actual plans. I have actual research done. I have actual proposed legislation ready to go for day one. I have actual plans ready, and I'm actively developing tons and tons more. Yet, what has Alex Cho done? He hasn't even released... He hasn't even released a single plan. He hasn't released an agenda, a policy board. He hasn't released anything. But what I have done is take actual input from Californians, take actual input from people to gauge which directions I should go in on certain issues. And I don't just take what everyone else says. I also do my own research. You know, If, if I see something that, you know, alarms me, I'm going to speak on it. But when you suck up to an administration that has caused immense economic damage, not just, you know, the Newsom administration, but the Biden administration applies to that as well. When you're endorsing those two people and sucking up to them and also, you know, praising corporate media, which is known to have major biases in all different directions, what, that, what does that make you? Because what I'm seeing is just a speaker head for Biden-Harris 2024 and, you know, useless garbage. You know, some of your ideas, I will say, are good. Well, not good. You know, there are things that need to be changed. There's more things that need to be adjusted due to how unrealistic some of them might be. But there's also proposals, quote-unquote proposals, that you've spoken about on Twitter and ideas you have on Twitter that just are unnecessary or make no sense. And that's the problem. If you want to connect with voters, not only do you have to have formal plans ready to go, but you also need to be able to simplify those plans without losing the integrity and accuracy of what is within your actual formal plan. You need to be able to have a formal plan and a simplified version of that plan to make sure that people are aware of what your changes will be, what changes you will be making. And so far, I'm the only candidate who has achieved that. No other candidate currently has an agenda released to the public. They have not released proposed laws in full 
to the public. But I have because I actually care. I actually have the brain capacity to realize that we need actual change. We can't just sit here, campaign on change, and then do absolutely nothing. We have to actually make change. We have to actually make things happen. We can't just sit here and throw temper tantrums on Twitter when we don't have our way. You know, it's, it's, it's way, the behavior is just way below what the behavior of a candidate for governor should be. Um, you know, and I, I just find that, that behavior disgusting. But once I did post screenshots of those DMs proving that you indeed did know of me because I reached out to you in the past, you stopped responding. <laughs> you never responded. You never did anything because you realized you done messed up. You know, you messed up. You made a mistake. But you can't hold yourself accountable for that mistake. And keep in mind, this is all opinion. You know, if you support Alex Cho, that's totally fine. I'm just exhibiting my experience with him and and releasing that to the public so that the public has better knowledge of who every single candidate is. Every single candidate, I've reached out to every single candidate running in this race. And every single time I've reached out to them, excluding the, you know, thread with Alex Cho... Every single time I've, I've reached out to every, every single candidate, it, it has been with the, with the utmost respect for every candidate. Because I don't believe in trash talking. I don't believe in diminishing someone's character over false claims or claims that cannot be proven or rumors or hoaxes. I don't believe in that. What I believe in is reporting the facts and the reality of the situation. And the reality of the situation in this case is that you have a choice between... Three people who are currently a part of the Newsom administration, a farmer, a part of the FFA, Future Farmers of America, who has not been active since July at all online, has not had a presence since July. Someone who needs to fulfill his own ego by arguing with fellow candidates on Twitter over reality. Or someone who has actually already released an agenda, who has already released several proposed laws, who has several more proposed laws coming soon. And also someone who actually cares and who is not in it for themselves. And that choice is me. So, you know, if you plan to vote for someone else, that's your decision. That's your right as an American citizen. But I please encourage you to check out my platform. Go to Tony26.UNIVER.SE. Go check it out. Go check out my Twitter at Tony4CA. You can check both of those out. And I hope that you do. Um, and I hope that after choosing that, you agree with my platform and decide to hopefully vote for me in the primary in 2026. With that being said, that is the end of today's episode. I want to thank you all so, so much for listening. Thank you. Thank you very much for all of your support. And I will see you guys next time. Bye.